Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Grow Your Business and Grow Your Wealth podcast with Gary Helt. Gary is an expert in helping business owners put together a plan that will provide a better future for their businesses, themselves, and their families. On the podcast, Gary interviews other professionals who share his vision, and together they share secrets and strategies any business owner can use to build a better financial foundation for your business and your life. Welcome back to the podcast. This week, our guest is Shannon Proceis, who's the president of the Business Acceleration Network. Welcome, Shannon. Thank you for having me. So what got you into networking and and kind of the public relations side of things? So I was 19. I was rear-ended at the age of 19, and I had this shoulder surgery that left me paralyzed, and I only had one arm that worked. And I ended up signing up for a Qigong class and was um, able to move full range in my arms after two months. And I realized that there's this ocean of possibility within our mind that can heal our body. And I became, um, but there's not many solutions that are mainstream that, that really people know about. So I became obsessed with getting the message out to the masses that, um, that to truly make an impact. Right. So, um, you know, obviously that's very tragic that 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 happened, but, but again, it created an opportunity for you that, that before this, you probably didn't realize that there was at all. I had no idea that, yeah, you, I went from depressed and dependent on other people to inspired and motivated to really make a difference. Great. So what do you guys do at Business Acceleration Network? I love that question because we're a trailblazing community um, with conscious business owners who are here to make an impact. Uh, What we stand for is we're reinventing community and collaboration in entrepreneurship. We have mentors, we have um, startups, C-suite, all different levels of businesses that come together and really work in community and in collaboration to, to accelerate their business. So it, it, it sounds, you say it sounds like you're a matchmaker. Yes, I love matchmaking. So it, in, you know, you kind of ha- have gotten the, the, the nickname and everything else of having the, uh, the million dollar Rolodex. <laughs> Tell us about that. So in my background, I've, I've produced over 400 events. Somebody keeps saying you need to up that because there's more now with COVID and everything, you know, going virtual. Right. We'd, um, 
in that time, I had the opportunity to meet celebrities, um, people that are, that are, you know, authors, speakers, coaches, and, and really, um, I mean, I'm even friends with the billion dollar man from the home shopping network. So that's where, you know, being, doing events, producing events, attending events was really what helped develop that, that Rolodex and those relationships. Right. So, you know, in, in dealing with, and, and you've done a lot of stuff with, with um, helping people that have had crisis and in their businesses and their life. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So we all have those hiccups. We all have those moments and, and just like the being paralyzed, it's like, sometimes we don't know what's on the other side until we, until we get through it. And so Often, um, you know, what, what I love helping people do is, is really navigate that, whether it be through, um, you know, um, uh, management of, of the, the message that goes out and really shifting the message and the strategy um, to do that. And then, and then also the place of, of where can we align and how can we um, uh, overcome and overpower what that, that piece may be. And much like what you do, where you help people strategically plan, right? It's like, right. it's like, it's better to talk to you. One thing I know about you and in, in finances is better to talk to you ahead of time and right. kind of, kind of plan and put together a strategy. It's the same thing with this. When things come up, it's like, get those, you know, get together with people and look at what are the options and how how do we navigate this with a plan? So when it comes to the crisis situation, things like that, and I'm saying crisis, it, it may not necessarily be a crisis like, like you had physically, um, but it could be something that, that a paradigm that has shifted in your business. We all dealt with COVID and how we, you know, how we responded to that was different. Um, what are some of the common mistakes that you see people make when, when they, have a issue like this? I think the the common thing that people want to do that I consider a mistake is kind of shove it under the carpet and not really lean into it and and deal with it in a way. And yes, there are times when we just, we got to keep our focus here because sometimes that can be a distraction, right? Like some things are just distractions and, and, and it really isn't that big of a deal, but a lot of times um, that, that opportunity when there is a crisis to, to lean in, ask for help can be really like, like we should not be going with things alone. Um, we should have people that support us, hold a vision with us, advise us um, to go forward. So I would say, you know, the really big mistake is just not dealing with it, kind of, you know, turning a, turning a blind eye of like, I don't see that. Right, right. Um, you know, I think, I think, you know, again, I'm going to keep going back to, to COVID-19, because that was something that everybody had to deal with. Um and I think sometimes, you know, people may make mistakes with this also when they have that knee-jerk reaction. Um, when something like this happens, I mean, who is it that we should be trying to reach out to to help us put together the right message? Well, I think that um, definitely if it's if it is the message, having somebody that deals with public relationship, crisis management, um, mitigation, I also think it's important to have a, a legal counsel, 
um, there to to advise because even as a PR person who's dealt with a ton of attorneys, every time I learn something new. So those are those are key people. And then also if you have somebody on your team that deals with your brand, I think if you have that that triage, then you you really have that that support of somebody that can help write the message that's that's done this before, that's strategic. Um, and then also you have the the person that's in your inner team that understands the brand, understands the message, can really keep that core message and value there. And then the legal is just to make sure that you're not digging yourself a little hole that's deeper. I have a great story of somebody who, um, you know, I'd love to share. Tell who, us, tell us. Yeah, she, um, she was in the middle of a workman's comp case. And here locally, she was producing a women's conference. And um, all of a sudden, she wakes up one morning, and it was like a month or two before the event. And the front page of our paper um, had really just attacked her and saying that she was doing a workman's comp fraud. Oh. And I mean, it, and it, they they named her event. They did all of this stuff, but she was being attacked um, on what was what was happening. And so it was really beautiful to first work with her and go, okay, you know, sometimes media, the fact that they listed her event <laughs> to me, I looked at that like, wow, that's free publicity. Like right, this is right. really great. But also getting to that place of. Um, of, of looking at what is the message we can convey. You know, she was like, do I cancel my event? I go, no, they put your event in the, in the, in the, in the media, but we were able to really look at the strategy, look at the message and, and, and sometimes that stuff hurts, right? Sometimes when we're misunderstood or we're seeing things wrong. So we did also work on what, you know, how do we overcome that piece? I have to tell you when we were done, her event sold out ahead of wow. time. I mean, it was just really remarkable that there's something that she came to see. And most of us are programmed of that, that crisis management means that it's going downhill and you're going to be in the grave. Right. A lot of times with the right um, strategy and awareness and, and commitment to get through it and face it, right? Like that, not right. turning the other cheek, um, that it can be a, a huge blessing. Right. With something like that, um, is there is there a, a certain time frame that you need to respond by, or is that on a, more of a, a case by case basis? Yeah, I think it's I think it's definitely case by case. But Gary, to to speak to that, I think that you always have to be careful in life not to respond in reaction. Mm -hmm. That that's where we get into trouble is when we respond when we have high emotional charge when we're in reaction. I think that we it's it's really important to pause right and really important to get get the input so that when you respond that you're responding with power and strategy and um and intention i mean i have another i have so many stories of crisis management. Right. <laughs> um and i remember the girl she she made a she is a youtube star she was actually on um on apprentice or okay. what is donald trump's what is that show that he used to have I believe it was The Apprentice. It was The Apprentice. So so this yeah. woman makes these YouTube videos and she made this YouTube video that that it was fun. It was about ninjas, but she had massive, um, massive attacks on what was going on. And so when we when we worked together, I mean, it was like you you if you could have heard her, like she was just on the phone crying, like I didn't like this is not racist. This is I'm not making fun of people. You know, like right. like it was it was a miss misinterpreted, misunderstood thing. Um, and so in that pause, we again came up with like, what's the strategy? How are you going to deal with this? What are you going to say in that, in that response video? How are you going to, you know, who can you partner with? 
Like right. who can you partner with that can, that can speak in that, um, um, you know, in that culture on your, on your behalf. And so that pause is really important. Now you don't want to pause for a month or two or three years, right. things like that. It does need to be timely, but it's best not to do a knee jerk reaction. So going back to the, to your first, um, you know, story that you were telling us about, I mean, to me, when I see, you know, if something like that were to come out to me in the paper and somebody were to come to me, a reporter or somebody like that, they're going to ask you to respond. Obviously, at that point, you're not prepared. I mean, how do you handle that? That's a really great question. So I would say to them, um, I, I would be happy to to answer some questions. I'm still getting some, you know, working with my team and my legal counsel to figure out what's our best strategy. And here's my card and here's my number. And, you know, give me a few days and and um, and I would be happy to respond. Okay. So it's OK. You know, much like I tell people when you get on an interview, um, if somebody asks you a question that just doesn't align it's okay to say, Gary, that's a great question. What I'd like to talk about is this, right? right. Like we always have self-dominion over where things go. We just don't, we don't realize it. We're always told if somebody asks you a question, you have to answer. I learned in real estate and dealing with legal stuff, you you don't have to answer, right. you know, you 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 um you have the the ability to to take charge of that. Right. Yeah. I I, I think that the because I know lots of times people ask me stuff from a tax perspective and legal perspective. And I just, and I'll tell them, I mean, if I don't know, I just, I can tell them I, I don't know. But um, even like we were talking earlier, it was, you know, it, it goes back to everybody's case is a little bit different. Um, so, you know, you definitely have to have to look at that. Um, you know, because all of us think we know everything as business owners, um, and that this is something that that you know we didn't we never would have imagined that COVID nineteen would have happened. This lady probably would have never thought something would have come out in the paper about her. So how do you um, how do you go about getting that team um, that you're talking about? You know, putting together. I mean, because it's almost like you need to do this ahead of time. So in case if something ever happens, you have them, because otherwise I'm going through trying to interview people and find the right person and stuff like that, which is delaying your time of being able to respond uh, in the right way. Yeah. So I, um, it, w one of the things that I really like about you, Gary, sorry, I'm going to take a little pivot is that it's you, okay. you really, um, you really are about preparation and team and working together ahead of time. I love what you shared with me with taxes of how most of that is a history and you like right. to work with people in the future. Well, it's the same thing with this. It, it is really good to have those key team players that you can call on and those, and those relationships in place so that if something ever happens now if you don't i would i would suggest that you reach out to some of your top business advisors call the chamber of commerce call your attorney i find that recommendations from people i know tend to be really the best people to get get it from and right. and um and a lot of uh attorneys tend to know a lot of people. I don't know about you. Yeah. I know you deal with attorneys. It's like, yeah. I, I've been amazed that I, I might call them for legal, but then they go, you need to talk to this person and this person and this person um, that can be really powerful. So don't, you know, if you don't have it, start building it now 
build your team, start, start being right. um, prepared. Cause it's good just to, to, as you say, to have, have that in place ahead of time. Now, when, when, when you're, um, or call your accountant the, because you yeah. meet, I just oh, thought yeah. about this. It's like, it's like you meet yeah. everybody. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. When, when you're, you know, okay, I'm looking to find, you know, a PR person to, to be able to help me, which to me is different than a, than a branding person. Yes. Um, how do you determine, I mean, because, you know, when it, when I talk to people about finding attorneys, I'm saying, okay, you need to find somebody that practices, you know, what you do. They don't do 25 things. They do, you know, whatever it is. Um, same thing with, you know, with, uh, financial advisors, estate attorneys and things like that. How, how is that with, how do we find that in a public relations person? That's such a good question. And part of why I, um, wrote, wrote my book and some of the things I've done, because there are so many people right now that have hired PR individuals, they pay them 10 grand a month. And when I look at they're with their, you know, like, oh, I, I paid them 10, you know, I've been paying them 10 grand a month for six months. I got one press release picked up or I, I got on one podcast. And, and so I feel, I know we can't be a master of everything, but I feel like having a baseline of, of an education so that you can see their work and determine for yourself, right. is this a good fit or, or not? So I, I really think, um, looking at, at some of their work and I have this thing of you ask for referrals. So Gary, I would say, Hey, Gary, um, can I get, ask your friends first, Gary, I get on the phone with you. Um, Gary, Hey, I, I know that, you know, give me some three recommendations. Well, when you gave me those three recommendations, I will ask Lee, ask each person, who else do you know that's worked with Gary? Will you right. give me their name and number? Because you're going to give me your favorite people, right? Right. <laughs> but right. they or, or people in your industry, right? Yeah, yeah. They may um they may be able to share somebody else that's worked with it. But I found that and part of why I love educating people just on the basics, because I want you to be able to look at a tagline. Does it sizzle? I want you to be able to look at, you know, how are they quoting you as an expert? What is their is their marketing strategy? Are they just focused on social media? Or are they, you know, what what is their what is their skill set? Because a lot a lot of um, individuals are not getting results. And at the right. end of the day, um, for me, it's all about the results you get. And, and that is tangible. You can see oh, yeah. when you're doing PR, the direct results of what's happening. Yeah, no, I, I and, and I think that that's the, uh, one of the important things is, is be able to, and lots of times people will do this with their employees, but when they hire an outside expert, they don't, is making sure that you have something that you can measure. Because if it's like, hey, dude, I want you to come do my PR stuff for me. And it's like, okay, well, what does that mean? What are you trying to accomplish with the PR? Um, you know, the press releases and stuff like that. It's like, okay, what are you trying to accomplish with that? And I think that that's where lots of times people make the mistake because they're told, oh, you need to go get this. Well, why do I need that? I have two more things that I think too, if I can oh, add. Yes. The other thing is I really look at, um, at one of my due diligence friends who was a CIA. He said, one of the best questions to ask somebody before you hire them is how do I do my due diligence on you? Right. And let them tell you how to do the due diligence. But the other piece is I always look at what is their intake form? 
what is their intake process? Because if they're really um, getting a holistic picture of you, they better have a, a process of, of, you know, you filling out a form or you giving them information and things like that. I, I have to say one of the, the biggest things, so many people are building websites right now. And I don't know about you, Gary, but early on in my business career, um, I got burned a lot. And so I learned that if people don't gather the right information and ask the right questions, they're not going to be able to deliver the outcome. Right. Does that make sense? So oh, I yeah, really definitely. look at their their process of how are what information are they gathering and are they as, asking the right questions? Right, right. And I think sometimes... You know, because I know when I first started out, I was this way. It was like you were afraid to ask the questions. It's just like because you were trying to trying to get somebody's business and you were afraid to say, okay, for me to do my job, I got a mountain of stuff that you need to give me. And they were afraid for that because they were afraid that that um, that client or potential clients going to be like, and this is too much work to become a client. Um, and I think it's one of those things where I'm going to say you could almost do it in phases, you know, in the fact that, okay, here, this is what I, what I need to get from you to, to kind of help you with at the beginning. But then if you choose, you know, if we choose to work with each other, then this is the rest of that I need, mm -hmm. um, you know, which sometimes that is to, to dig a little bit, a little bit further in. Um, but I have definitely found over the years now, um, that it's, that you get a little bit more confident in it and you're right. I mean, that is something, um, that, that if somebody's doing PR for me, you know, they need to know me, not just, you know, what they find on a website about me. They need to know me. They need to know, you know, what, what my business is about, what, the employees are about what they feel um, and stuff like that. I think that that's definitely important. And again, going back to, to your point earlier, it's like, you know, it may make sense to find somebody before you're actually in that crisis mm -hmm. that kind of, you know, kind of knows you. So when you do need something, you can pick up the phone and they're there and they already know you. Yes. Um, what, from a, you know, uh, uh, because you do the, the the networking side of things also, and I'm, I'm a firm believer of you get out of something what you put into it. So when people are trying to, to network, I mean, we, I think we've all over our time have gone to um, networking events, meetings, lunches, whatever you want to call them. And it just seems like it's speed dating. And it's just everybody, oh, give me your card. Oh, I got, oh man, I got a ton of people I can send to you. And then it's crickets. Can you kind of talk a little bit about, um, I'm going to say true networking in the way to make it um, uh, positive for you and where you really get something out of it? Yeah, I've, I, I, at the Business Acceleration Network, we have um, six accelerators that we talk about. And in this phase, we talk about um, treating everybody as if they're significant and giving first. And so it may not be an immediate give a client, but 
I found that when we show up with that, um, really it's kind of, we tell people when they come to our events, you, it's different. You need to drop your agenda of getting a client. You need to show up a hundred percent, like, oh my gosh, Gary is the person that's going to help me. And he's the most important person in the room. And I just, I know that he's the one, right? He's the, the most significant one. And so when we show up that way at a networking group, first off, we stand out. Right. People remember us. It creates a buzz. Um, sometimes there's this this concept of if, if we give, people sometimes have this thing of like, I owe you or I got to give you something else. Right. So um, I believe treating everyone as if they're significant and give first, give a lead, give a, you know, a free gift, give a, um, a, a refer- I mean, anything that you can give then, um, then that, that's a great way to network. And I know there's so many strategies, but that's what, what's worked for, for me. And it's amazing. It's like, people will come back three years later and I don't remember them like, Oh my gosh, I remember at this lunch and you introduced me to this person and do it right away. That's the other pieces. If you're going to give a lead, a lot of times people get nervous, Gary, about, um, like, I don't know you. And so I, I'm a little nervous about introducing you. I always tell people, um, Hey, I just met this great, incredible accountant, Gary. I don't know if you're a good fit, right? But when you, when I was talking to him, your name came up and I wanted you two to meet and see what happens. Right. So it gets me off the hook, right? but it creates that magic. And when we do those referrals right away, it's, um, you know, they, they don't forget that they re- yeah. they remember you in networking. I agree. All right. We've gone over a lot of stuff and you and I could sit here and talk for hours. I know. I love talking to you. That's that's for sure. What have I not asked you that you wish I had? This whole concept of free publicity. So I think, you know, right now, a lot of people, um, free publicity or syndicated publicity, I think a lot of people don't understand that every single one of them, there is thousands of dollars of marketing out there right now with your name on it. And so you you don't have to be a writer. You don't have to be a nonprofit. All of those are myths and illusions. There's, you know, you, you just have to create a compelling story. If it's something you can tie to current news or current challenges or current things like that, um, you know, have a media list in place. Like I, we're, we're always thinking, oh, our contact list, which is important. But for me, my media list is just as important to be able to pitch those stories and share that. Um, you know, we all have stories that it could be like a faucet turning on your business and that credibility for your business too. Wow. That's great. If people, you know, want to talk to you about that or, or, or like what they've heard and they, they want to talk to you and kind of, get that PR person in their, in their, in their pocket. Now, how can they reach out to you and and talk to you? Yeah. So I, if you go to meetshannon.com, you'll find all my social media. You'll find my calendar. You can even text me everything, even some gifts. I have my, my media, or if you go to mediamagicbook.com, everything there is at meetshannon.com. Great. Shannon, really appreciate your time today. I've learned a lot. Um, you know, I, I think that there's so many things that that people need to talk to you about um, and, and be able to develop this, because even just talking about the free publicity that's out there, like you said, people don't know. Um, so I think that that's something as, as business owners, we really need to try to take advantage of. Absolutely. So. Thank you for having me. And thank you for what you do. I have to say a lot of, um, I don't mean to pick on women, but a lot of women 
are not building their their wealth or they're a little nervous, or at least people that I've met over the many years of working with businesses. And to have somebody like you that can look not only at the business and the personal and the, the financial realm, we have to lean into that. That is one of the greatest gifts that we can do for ourselves and our family is like, if you're nervous about it, find somebody like you, Gary, to be on your team, to guide you, to advise you, um, and, and really help you on that journey. Because the more we, um, make numbers and make that at the forefront of our, of our wealth building, our business building, um, the more successful we're going to be. Right. I, I, I agree a hundred percent with you. And I think that that's, that that's something that, that every business owner really needs to do and, and, it helps empower them. It really yes, does. Yes, yes. Yes. So thank you very much uh, for your time. Our guest this week was Shannon Procise, who's the president of Business Acceleration Network. I will see you guys next week. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.